Welcome to the GlobalTQM.com podcast, where we teach e-commerce business owners how to source the best products from China, negotiate with Chinese manufacturers, navigate Chinese business culture, and grow your business to seven figures and beyond. David Hoffman is the founder and CEO of GlobalTQM.com, your team on the ground in China. With over 25 years of experience doing business in China, David and his team at GlobalTQM.com have the know-how and experience to overcome any challenge you'll face sourcing and manufacturing in China. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It's a really exciting episode because for the first time I'm going to actually be talking to somebody and we're going to be in conversation. So I've actually got here with me Yaron Riemann, who is my business partner and been a mentor to me, to me for the last 20 years. Hey, Yaron. Hi. And hey. welcome. Thank you. So just some background, guys. Yaron is actually a serial entrepreneur. He sold over nine multi-million dollar businesses. He was actually the founder of the third largest online retailer in Australia called oo.com.au. And he's got a real string of successes behind him. So we're very lucky to have Yaron here talking to us today. And Yaron's real speciality is starting up businesses, scaling them up big, and then selling them. So if you've got any questions, things you want to ask Yaron, please make comments down below. And we'll make sure that we bring Yaron back for more conversations and that we address some of the topics you want to discuss. Thank you, David. That was a very uh, kind introduction. No, you're welcome. So the question I've got to ask, Yaron, is why do we even bother with contracts in China if, they, if we don't have the means to enforce them or they're difficult to enforce? Should we even bother doing them and should we bother signing them? Yeah, David, I think they, it's a question I hear quite often. A lot of uh, people starting to do business in China are concerned about enforcing trademarks, contracts, um, and anything to do with uh, illegal possibly a legal issue that may occur down the line. Um, if, um, if I go back 20 years or 25 years, I, I think there was a, certainly a big problem. Even 15 years ago, it was very difficult to enforce uh, contracts. Um, I, I can say that in the last few years, I've noticed a shift in the, in the market in China, and I've uh, experienced a few uh, situations with Chinese lawyers, mainland Chinese lawyers, yeah. who are becoming uh, quite good at enforcing uh, contracts. Um, and I, I think that perception of China being difficult to enforce contracts is, uh, is not a fair perception. Um, the key, I think, is to have a Chinese lawyer uh, rather than a Western lawyer pursue a factory. So if you are um, engaging in a legal contract and you find yourself uh, in a situation where you need to enforce a law, or not a law, but enforce some kind of um, uh, closing the contract that's detrimental to you, I would always recommend to use a mainland Chinese uh, lawyer who understands factories. Yeah, and I mean, on the, in, in terms of actually taking steps to enforce it, if you don't have the means, it's expensive, you know, how much does the relationship part versus the actual contractual obligations part play in this? I think that applies to every contract in any country. Uh, it costs a lot of money, we know that, and uh, legal fees are endless, they, they can go on forever. However, um, there's a certain um, advantage in, in having a contract versus not having a contract, yeah, for, a few, exactly. yeah, for yeah. a few reasons, and, and, and firstly, everything is in writing, so everybody understands what their obligation is, um, and you find often when you remind a factory your obligation uh, in clause 2.1, 
A says that you're not allowed to sell to my competitor and they've signed that, most times they'll say, well, okay, and you'll yeah. try and work it out. But it doesn't always work like that, but there is some kind of... Uh, uh, moral, moral obligation. Moral right? obligation yeah. and uh, threat of legal action. Most factories might not take it seriously initially, but if you start um, getting some traction with your product and your volumes are good and it's becoming worthwhile for you to engage a lawyer, um, you'd find most factories will take you very seriously once you do engage a lawyer. But I do have to say that the best solution is always to resolve it with a factory yeah. uh, before you get to that stage. Yeah, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. So resolving the disputes with the factories, um, I mean, how would you generally broach that and, you know, what kind of, how much is a moral kind of compass or business ethics of the manufacturer, um, how much does that play a role in resolving these disputes? It plays a big role in it. And I think like anywhere in the world, you find decent people, decent factories, yeah. decent owners of factories, and you find some not so decent. Absolutely. Uh, so um, there's a certain, certain element of luck because it's very hard to tell when you start doing business. Everybody's always putting their best foot forward when they're negotiating yeah. um, and, and that may change later or may not. Um, I, I find that as long as the factory has a good understanding of what the agreement is and has a, feel, a good feeling that they're going to get more and more business, you have a good negotiating yeah. um, ground. You, you have a good grounds for negotiating a, some kind of resolution. If they feel there's not a lot of business coming, yeah. um, that sometimes becomes a bit tricky. I remember a story that you once shared with me. I mean, I was part of the story in the early days, but I'd just love you to share that story with us, with that DVD player manufacturer. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that, yes. Well, it, it's, uh, it's a long time ago. It, it was about 17 years ago. I think things have changed, but for yeah. that, that story, I guess, demonstrates what it was like those days. And uh, the, the... And the understanding of contracts. <laughs> yes, yes. So, very quick, I'll try and keep it very short because it was it felt like a big deal at the time. It was a big deal, but the short version is we had a contract, we negotiated a contract with a supplier out of Guangzhou. They had a factory there, and we got some ex exclusive rights from that factory to sell their product yeah. in, uh, in Europe. We were at that time doing business in Scandinavia, and we were trying to get into the German market and the English market. And uh, we already placed a lot of orders with the factory for Australia, for South Africa. And I sat with the chairman and his team. His English wasn't great, so we had a translator. And we hammered out a, a contract between us with some big minimums, um, giving our company uh, exclusivity for their products uh, for Europe. And uh, we shook hands and we toasted afterwards. We signed the contract. And he said, right, it's time to go celebrate. We're going to go for dinner. And we got into the car, a few of us, and um, as we're driving out of the factory, I noticed uh, the warehouse loading a container, um, which is about 50, 100 meters from me. And I looked closer and I could see the brand on the uh, boxes yeah. was a brand that I remembered uh, a competitor of mine selling in the UK. So the question, of course, I asked, what's going on? I see there's, you said you're shipping stuff from the UK. We just signed a contract. Yeah. And he started laughing and uh, he said, oh yes, we sell to the UK, we sell to Germany, we sell everywhere. <laughs> so the whole conversation was null and void. 
So I tried to, through the translator in the car, I say, well, can you please explain? We just signed a contract. He said, oh, no, that's just a contract. We will sell to them and we'll sell to you. And come, let's have dinner. That's amazing. So I think that explains those days were a little bit different. Um, yeah. Of course, it can still happen today. So do you think his intention was just to sign the contract to get the orders and he didn't really give much regard to the real terms of it? Yes, I think you explained it very well. Yeah. Do anything for an order. Interesting. Yes. You think it's changed the landscape now? Yes, I, I definitely think it's changed. So I think things are yeah, much, much uh, more clearer. I think the understanding of um, an obligation is more clear. But I have seen in recent years quite a few incidents where uh, the intention of the factory is to deceive, and that's why we have yeah. uh, checks and balances when it comes to dealing with factories. It's a great point. I mean, how much of a role would you say that it plays when you're actually signing the contract? Where if you find manufacturers are taking their time discussing the points, do you think that's a reflection that they're taking the contract and the terms more seriously and are more likely to honour them versus you know manufacturers that will just quickly sign off the contract to you know move to the next stage, obviously of an order or a deposit? Um, do you, what do you feel about that? Well, yes, I think they do. The the main aim of most factories, and in fact, not only factories in China, but generally businesses, to get business and to get orders. Yeah. And the main aim of somebody starting a business is to protect uh, their interests. Um, I think the solution would be yeah. to uh, put yourself in a position where there's no misunderstanding and the contracts are um, quite clear. So one of the things that I would I would always yeah. recommend is have. A contract made, obviously, if it's in English, in English, but add a sentence in Chinese. Um, have it translated, saying, I hereby confirm that I've read this contract um, and I've had it translated to yeah. me and I, in, in, uh, in, into the language, which in this case is Chinese. Yeah, I think that's crucial because there's a lot of translation differences, right? It just, just in language to language. There can be misunderstanding. Sometimes there are misunderstanding, but sometimes it's only an excuse to say there was a misunderstanding. And that's why uh, the signing of the extra clause in Chinese may not protect you legally, possibly, but it will eliminate that excuse yeah. because they signed for it in, in their language. So I would always recommend that. It's not obviously a guarantee. There's yeah. no guarantees. We know but there's no guarantees. Exactly. But it's all, about, it's all, I guess, about removing doubt, removing misunderstandings and just kind of being as risk-free as possible. Well, I, I never like to use the word risk-free in China yeah. because there's no such thing, yes. but removing as many obstacles as you can by Absolutely. protecting yourself. Um, the other point I would make is, obviously the investment of using a lawyer for contracts is there, but if you are planning on investing a large amount of money in, in a first order or, or, or engaging in a factory and having a big investment, try and engage with a Chinese, mainland Chinese lawyer who understands yes. the law. So the contract itself yes. is already written in a way that can be enforced in China. Correct. Well, ideally, you're going to actually want him to go and enforce that contract. Yeah. So if he's done it from the beginning and with the right foundation, he should have more confidence in enforcing it. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. You're on great. I mean, that's amazing advice and amazing information. So guys, I hope you found that helpful. And remember to put your comments down below. You know, we want to hear feedback from you. We want to hear about what topics you'd like to hear us talk about and discuss and go into detail and even share more real-life case studies or examples of scenarios that we've been through and experienced. Thank you very much, Thank David. Thank you, Aaron.
Thank you for listening to the GlobalTQM.com podcast. So you don't miss a single episode, remember to subscribe to our show on iTunes. We'd also be very grateful if you'd leave us an honest rating and review. And don't forget to download your free gift, our ebook on China sourcing for startups at GlobalTQM.com slash gift.